Hello and welcome to another episode of Speed Mentorship. My name is Matt Mackler, your host. Here in Speed Mentorship, our purpose is to help you be a leader that others want to follow, help you take your leadership to the next level. We're going to do that by interviewing top performers who are world-class at what they do. We're going to ask them tough and challenging questions to see what sets them apart and makes them successful. We know your time is valuable. We're going to keep each episode to 15 to 30 minutes and make sure it's action-packed full of rich content. We want to make sure that we're adding value to you. And if this is something that you do find value in, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. That would help us out tremendously. And without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. And with that, we're going to get started um, with today's guest, Kim Davis. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate the invitation to participate in your podcast. Yeah. Uh, first questions about my background. Yeah. And uh, I'm one of those people that have spent half of my life in corporate America and the other half of my life as an entrepreneur. I'm not originally from the Toledo market. Actually, I grew up in the Chicagoland area, but I've spent the vast majority of my professional career here in Toledo. Uh, I started my career as an engineer at, at GTE. What's ironic about that, both my master's and undergraduate degree are in business, but a minor in math. And then my last corporate position was at United Technologies, where I was a corporate director of human resources for their automotive group, uh, had responsibility for over 60 plant locations. And then I always had this itch, this bug to own my own business. And so I left corporate America to come to the other side of the desk. I became a serial entrepreneur. I've started and sold three businesses at the end of the day. The first business was AIM Executive. AIM uh, was the, had 28 office locations. It was the fourth largest career transition business, the 10th largest uh, recruiting firm, and the 15th largest retained search firm. And I'm proud to say we were also an Inc. 500 company one of the fastest growing privately held uh, companies in America. Uh, Another proud point is we were the first recruiting firm to be ISO 9001 registered and Ford Motor Company Q1 certified. Uh, I helped sell that business to a $2 billion recruitment firm out of Fort Lauderdale by the name of Sphere. My second company was Talent Track. And I might add all of the three businesses were headquartered here in Toledo. Uh, Talent Track was a recruitment firm that's uh, focused on high volume hiring for Fortune 500 companies like Owens Illinois, Owens Corning, HCR Manor Care, uh, Morgan Stanley, uh, and a number of others. Uh, in five short years, we became the uh, fifth uh, top five provider of RPO services, recruitment process outsourcing services, and I then sold that business to ADECO, the world's largest staffing company with $32 billion in sales, headquartered in Zurich. And then my last company that I started was Dream Jobs, again, a recruitment process outsourcing firm. That particular company focused on mid-market to small companies. Uh, One of our clients that people here would know would be Libby. And again, volume hiring was less than the other. And I sold that company 
to a company out of Philadelphia by the name of Yo, a $3 billion recruit. So all three were successful. And then today, I have started an independent practice um, called KRD Resources. Uh, I am a leadership uh, coach, consultant, business advisor. I also am on a uh, uh, board of directors for a private equity firm focused on the healthcare space. So I'm still quite busy, but right now I'm coaching roughly eight local entrepreneurs and CEOs on how to be better leaders, deliver better results, uh, grow their businesses both profitably and uh, uh, grow professionally as well. And some of my clients range from San Francisco to Boston. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing today. So that's my so just, background. So just, uh, yeah, just uh, starting up a few businesses, not that not that big of a deal, right? Just a serial entrepreneur working on all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And well, I just I just want to say I've, I've learned a lot from you and your leadership. We've had a chance to, you know, work on business coaching. And, and uh, man, I just I, I always enjoy our our time together and have learned a, a tremendous amount from your leadership. Um, somebody who's accomplished all of the different stuff that you've done. Um, I think what it would be fascinating for us to, I think, dive into a little bit is is what does your daily habits and routines look like? Because that is a big part of that that separates, you know, somebody who's just kind of casually walking through their day as opposed to somebody who's very intentional about what that is. Yeah. First, to start with, uh, in starting any business or being successful in corporate America, you don't do it alone, as you well know. You surround yourself with great people. Yeah. Uh, this life for me today is a bit different because now I'm an individual contributor. I don't have an army working for me, doing some of the work. Uh, my daily routine is very similar to what I did in the past. I, I tend to start early. I, I start my day at seven o'clock in the morning. I always have a cup of coffee to start my day. I go to my office right away. Uh, obviously, I check my email. I uh, look at my schedule. I work my daily plan to the timeline that I've set. I watch actually the national news. Uh, I check the internet, uh, especially LinkedIn. I uh, check to see what's happening in the stock market for that particular day, what the forecast is. Uh, but I work the plan and then about nine o'clock in the morning, I take a break and have breakfast, believe it or not. So I work the schedule and I stay committed to the plan for that day. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And, and what would you say are some of your um, top most successful habits that you've incorporated in your life? Something that just, you know, has been a huge differentiator that's continued to help you be successful at what you do. Yeah, I mean, we talk about work-life balance. I don't think I do that very well, but some habits that I've built into my day, I try to work out every day. I try to eat healthy. Uh, I try to, to read as much as possible. I, uh, I listen to podcasts. I, um, the other things that I do in terms of is maintain a positive attitude I believe in working hard and working smart. Uh, 
uh, I remain humble. I think being humble is, is important. I try to be a subject matter expert on the things that I'm good at. I don't try to do be all things to all people. When you do that, you're not good at anything. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and working the plan and working the schedule and staying focused is very important to being successful in business. I like, I like that. I like that staying, staying humble. And, um, you know, I, I, I hear that a lot as well for, um, very, very successful entrepreneurs, people who are constantly reading and trying to learn something new and trying to figure out more stuff. I mean, uh, I, I think we can all get better at some of those things working out as well. That's one that, I mean, it should be core aspect of, of what you do in life, but no, that's, that's really good stuff. Yeah. I was going to say having a healthy diet, having good sleep habits. Yeah. I try to sleep at least seven hours every day. Um, you know, um, trying to have people in my life, uh, is, is also important to me. Family's important. So all of that has to work together at the end of the day. You know, one of the things you asked me about my day, first thing I do when I wake up is I think about three things I'm going to be grateful for that day. What are the three things that I'm going to be grateful for? For today, for example, being on your blog is one of the things I'm grateful for. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the day, when I get ready to go to bed, I think of three things that I was actually grateful for that day as well. And it makes you like yourself better. Very cool. Very cool. That's awesome. And so obviously, I think finding those successful habits, continuing to be disciplined and implement those every day is important. Um, but I think another important question that we as leaders face on a, on a daily basis are some of the, our weaknesses. And, you know, you know, my question for you is we all have weaknesses and it doesn't matter so much what the weakness is. My, I think a more important question is how do you, how do you cope with some of those weaknesses? How do you manage that? How do you deal with some of those things? Because I know that's a big barrier for a lot of people. They have, well, I just have all these weaknesses and it's just who I am and I'm, I'm never able to get better or improve. What's, what's your thought now, on those? Well, part of my advice when I'm coaching is to get people to focus more on their strengths and their weaknesses. But we, you're right, Matt. We all have weaknesses at the end of the day. I think the most important thing is to recognize them. As it relates to me, my, my number one weakness is I'm quick to react. You know, I see something happen and I want to fix it right away. And I need to step back, think it through, be patient, yeah. listen to others, mm -hmm. and then develop a plan of action. And so being aware of it is extremely important. As it's happening, I have to remind myself not to act too quickly, to process and digest be disciplined about it. And then at the end of the day, I evaluate it. My other weakness, and I know this to be a weakness and it's not just limited to work. It enters all aspects of my life is listening. I can easily get distracted. What'd you say? Exactly. <laughs> I can easily get distracted. I can zone people out. I only hear what I want to hear. And again, I have to practice at that too, by staying focused, 
eliminate as many distractions as possible. But I know that happens with me and I have to, as it's occurring, I have to wake myself up to the, to the fact that it's occurring. So it seems like you have a level of introspection that you are aware of these different weaknesses and you kind of put different triggers or things in place to help remind you that you need to um, kind of you know, jolt yourself out of that state. I, I do, but it doesn't eliminate the problem. It improves the setting. Yeah. I just have to constantly work at it. Right. And, uh, and I know it happens. Uh, and when, I, when I'm zoning somebody out, people will say, Kim, are you present or not? Mm-hmm. So I know that it occurs. Yeah. And the, the fact of the matter is, though, even when I zone people out, I'm still listening because I can repeat back almost everything they said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it drives your wife crazy. <laughs> it, it, it does. It does. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's, that's very solid. And you mentioned, uh, you know, being a continuous learner and reader all the time, obviously, you know, in leadership, you're always learning new things. You're always challenging yourself. What are some things today from a, a learning perspective or a challenge perspective that you are, you're continuing to try and improve or get better with? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, uh, you're absolutely correct. We're, we all need to learn and improve. And new things I'm learning today is how to work in this virtual environment. Uh, I'm from the old school. Everybody goes to a facility. Everybody goes to an office. You work out of an office. Yeah. You're surrounded by team members. Yeah. You have a great day. In this world, it's different. And quite frankly, this world's not going away. Yeah. You know, We're going to be more and more dependent on a virtual envir- environment. There's going to be less and less need for brick and mortar uh, unless you're in a manufacturing company like yourself. And so I've had to learn how to be effective with Zoom meetings, for example, Sure. how to motivate others via conference calls. And uh, so it's, it, it's a new how to be effective working from a home office. Those are new, new traits for me, something I have to work at. And quite frankly, uh, that's a, that's a skill that I'm constantly trying to develop. That's good. Um, and, and same thing from a challenge aspect. I mean, uh, where, where would you, where would you say you're most challenged in life right now? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, we, we've all been faced with challenges every day and probably some of my biggest challenges in the past. Uh, and one that probably fits many people listening to your podcast yeah. is uh, I was in a business where profit margins were being eroded, costs were going up, heavy competition, uh, pricing uh, was compressed, and we had to think about what we were going to do. And we did that over about an 18-month period as a leadership team. Yeah, We introduced artificial intent, intelligence and machine learning. And in both cases, uh, uh, we were able to reduce costs, improve operating efficiency, mm-hmm. not eliminate, but reduce human intervention in the delivery model, which was the most costly component. Yeah. The end result was without raising prices, margins went back up. We delivered a better product. It was more scalable, it was more predictable, more repeatable. Mm-hmm. So that's one example of a challenge. 
another challenge for me was thinking about leaving corporate America where I had good pay, actually great pay, good bonuses, all the perks, company car, country club membership. Yeah. And, and suddenly I'm thinking, I'm going to give all of that up to take a calculated risk to start a business. Something I've never done before. I grew up from very humble beginnings. I grew up in a very low income family, but I knew if I didn't do it then, I'd never do it. And so I made the, the plunge. I took on the challenge. Uh, I had good success where I was recognized as an Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year award winner for the Midwest region. I'm also in the Hall of Fame for entrepreneurial and business excellence. But I only bring that up because my corporate experience made all of that successful. It made it happen. So, you know, I try to apply those same principles to my day-to-day -day life because I have challenges every day. You know, I, I may be struggling with one of the people I'm coaching. I may be struggling in adding members to uh, my, my uh, Vistage board, but I try to apply those principles to everything I do because we are all confronted with both business yeah. and personal challenges every day. Sure. One of the things I do to help myself is I actually have a counselor and I seek that counselor out on a regular basis. Well, that kind of ties into the next question I was going to ask you is from a, from a stress standpoint, you know, we as leaders are in the, uh, you know, pressure cooker. We're always, there's kind of this low, low grade stress. Um, some could call it anxiety that just kind of always exists when you're dealing with people and stuff and people that are newer to, you know, this environment or these positions, um, you know, how do you, what's the best way to handle stress and handle it? Well, I can tell you what works for me. Yeah. First thing I do is take a timeout. A timeout. I pause. I take a deep breath. I meditate. I think about spiritual things. And then I walk away. I may call a mentor, a friend, a family member, my counselor. Uh, but then I actually walk away and I do something that's going to take my mind off of it and give me pleasure. I might go work out at the gym, lift weights. I might go play pickleball. I might take a bike ride. I might take a walk. Uh, I'm going to do something that I like to do. That's going to make me feel better about myself. Then when I come back to it, I remind myself we're all confronted with things that are less than perfect every day. Yeah. It happens to every one of us. And quite frankly, we're our own worst enemy. We blow things out of proportion and rarely do things happen that way. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I do. And that's what I advise others to do as well. Um, you know, kind of switching over to, from an ego perspective, uh, you know, none of us have egos, right? I mean, but you know, obviously all of us have egos to varying levels and varying degrees. Um, it can be an asset if used appropriately and it can definitely get in the way and be very, very destructive. So, 
my question for you is how do you manage your ego on a daily basis and do you have any things that you do to try and keep it in check and keep it at an appropriate level? Yeah, I, one, I remind myself of my humble beginnings. I told you I started uh, with a very low income family. And um, so that's number one. I also, uh, even though I try to be a subject matter expert on the things that are my area of expertise or my experience is, I always remind myself that there's always someone smarter, brighter, better than myself. So then I think of people that I ha have known that I think that I have great deal of respect for, like yourself, Matt, or I'll think of Jeff DePiro or Scott DePiro, former partners of mine. I think of Tom Brady, who's been a very successful entrepreneur here in the Toledo market, yeah. or Tim Stansfield, another successful entrepreneur here yeah. in the Toledo, uh, Clint Longnecker, who's a professor and consultant out of the University of Toledo. These are people I have great deal of respect for that I think in many ways are better than myself. And that keeps me focused and humble, knowing that I can always improve, I can always get better, that, that you know, you can't be complacent. Too many people think, oh, I'm the industry leader, I'm the thought leader, I don't have to do anything to yeah. maintain that position. Yeah. That's not correct. Yeah. The world will pass you by quickly at the end of the day. So I don't know if that answers no, your that, questions that, or that, that does. I just have a, a follow up to it as well is, you know, what happens if you start to see your ego um, start to expand or kind of get out of check a little bit or start to really take over, I would say, an unhealthy way. Right? Well, it can it can happen. And it probably and it happens to all of us. Yeah, we think we're better than we actually are. Absolutely. And then uh, something happens to put you back into reality. <laughs> uh, a, a competitor starts to pass you by. You miss a business opportunity at the end of the day that you yeah. shouldn't have lost. You try to hire a great person and you lose them to someone else. Yeah. You have yeah. issues at home. I mean, Absolutely. things bring you back to reality. Which is, which is interesting to think about because I'm thinking about young leaders right now that maybe have a chip on their shoulder or have an unhealthy amount of ego. And what you're saying is over the long haul, they most more likely than not will get humbled at certain points in their life to kind of chip off some of those edges or... So Matt, obviously you can see I'm not a young person, but I was one. And... Uh, Quite frankly, I don't think the youth today is that different than when I was their age yeah. 40, 50 years ago. We all want instant gratification. It does not exist. Yeah. It doesn't, you, you know, you run this business. But let me tell you, it's grown under your tutelage and leadership. That didn't happen on its own. Sure. It happened by you investing, putting in the time, the effort, learning from others, surrounding yourself with great people, et cetera. Yeah. So I tell young people in this world, they need to invest in themselves. Yeah. Get the experience, gain the knowledge, develop themselves, work hard, work smart. Don't think that it's just gonna come to you by sitting back, sure. waiting for it to happen. Because the world will pass you by. True. Yeah, that's really good. Really, really good. Um, which kind of takes us to, we got two questions left. Um, 
the the second to last question is uh, something that's meant a lot to me over these past um, couple of years, and it has to do with you know kind of a mantra. And um, you know, are, are there mantras, things that you tell yourself on a regular basis, or things that you added recently that kind of shape um, your mental talk or your self talk? Yeah, not just for myself. When I'm coaching others, yeah, whether it's an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a young person. I actually have three mantras. One is to be happy. Life is short. Live for today, not tomorrow. My mom lived to be 98 years old. And I can tell you her life went like that. So too many people are focused on tomorrow. They need to be focused on today. The second mantra is no one has to be a victim. No one has to be a victim. Uh, my mother-in-law has a phrase that has resonated with me throughout my career. Jesus saves, Moses invests. The best things in life are not free. They come at a price. They come at a personal sacrifice, meaning you have to do the work. You have choices in this world. Either allow life to control you or you choose to control it. I've always chosen the latter. And then the last one that I, uh, I preach to myself, but I also preach to, to my colleagues and, and other leaders in the community is be selfish. You can't make someone else happy if you're not happy. Too many people, too many people get caught up in, oh, I got to take care of my mother. I got to take care of my kid. I got to take care of my wife. But if you're not happy, how are you going to make them happy? You have to be a bit selfish, make yourself happy first. Then you can do a lot of great things with other people. Oh, man. I'm sure that's going to resonate with uh, quite a lot of people right there. <laughs> I don't know. But so, that, those are my three mantras. And quite frankly, throughout my career, throughout the businesses I've owned, yeah. throughout corporate America, I have sent that message to everybody all the time. That's really good. And then just to close out um, kind of this first episode is um, advice that you would have for the next generation. Yeah, well, it's what I said before. Invest in yourself. Yeah. Develop yourself. Be a sponge. Yeah. Try to absorb as much as possible. Try to have mentors. Uh, try to get engaged in peer groups. But you need to develop yourself. You need to invest the time, the energy, take courses, get degrees, whatever, certifications, but try to develop yourself and at the same time, try to be a good person. Very good. Thanks, Kim, for your leadership and wisdom. Uh, very much appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate the ability to participate. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to leave us some feedback, drop us a line on the comments section. If you did enjoy today's content, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. And with that, I look forward to learning with you in the next episode.